Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family. And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family. And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least. But at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family. So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever, and it starts right here with your family. On this week, I wanted to bring this conversation to the podcast that we had had at dinner yesterday on Sunday. Um, During Sunday dinner, Chris just posed this question to the kids. And after dinner, I was like, oh, we got to talk about this on the podcast. It was super interesting conversation. Yeah. So I just, uh, I asked the kids to think about what makes a good dad. And I was just in, I was asking for my, my perspective could have asked what, what makes a good mom. And maybe we should, maybe we should actually do that one next. But I, I asked him, I said, I want you guys to think about the way I started. It was, I said, I want you guys to think about some dads that you really, you think are great dads. And it made me feel good that Trib was like, you dad, you're a great dad. Of course it was you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thanks Trip. But I want you to actually think about other dads that you've been around. Other dads that you we spent time with, maybe your friends or dads you just heard of, and so they all started thinking about just different dads that they know. And so they would they would say a dad, and then I would ask the question, okay, what what makes him a great dad? And it was so interesting that every single one of their answers, at least the initial answer, and I think probably all of the answers, had something to do with time. He's a great dad because he's really involved with his son's basketball. He's a great dad because he coaches a kid's sports teams. He's a great dad because he takes his kids surfing a lot and goes to the beach. He's a great dad because it's just like it was always something to do with time. And I thought this was it was an interesting like flip on on the conversation because I feel like usually when I think about this, I'm like, okay, how could I be? A better mom, how could you know we be better parents, whatever? But it was just really interesting asking it from the kids' perspective. And like they they define good, quote unquote good, however they want to define it. But what they thought was like that I feel like is a good is a good parent. And that's what it always came down to. Yeah, I also think it's interesting now that I think about it. I do think there would be usefulness if you want to do this in your family to not have them think about you. Like, hey, what makes me a good dad or how can I be better? What makes me a good mom or how can I be better? But to think about others because they have observed, you know, people, they do pay attention and Melissa's right. They got to define it however they wanted. And I just found it so fascinating that even though they had the ability to define it however they wanted and and every single dad they talked about was a little different, but the biggest criteria for them always came back to time and what had me pose this question to my kids was I had actually just seen on social media an individual who, because of choices they've made, their life and family is like falling apart. And this, per, this particular person has a number of children, young children, and 
and in, in, in this post where this person's acknowledging their mistakes and acknowledging their faults and acknowledging the wrong they've done and, and apologizing, which I thought was, you know, took some courage to, to do that post. This person talked a lot about their role as a parent and how they'd failed their children. And what the, and this, this person in particular has also had what I would refer to as an extreme amount of financial success. From what I can tell, an incredible, like not just, oh, he or she's pretty successful. Like they've got a good job. No, they like money is no object to this person can probably buy and afford nearly anything that we could ever conceive of. And here yet in this post, I got the feeling that this person would trade all of that in a second to maybe go back and change some of the ways they'd shown up as a spouse and as a parent. And <laughs> if I go back even further, this is actually really interesting. I hadn't thought about this. So yesterday was a little bit of a rough morning for one of our children in particular. Just one of those mornings, you know, like when you wake up and you have to remind this you know particular child 17 times to like get moving and get going and... <laughs> You know, we, we go to church on Sundays as a family. So Melissa had already reminded all of our children the night before to, hey, let's let's get all of our church clothes together, laid out, or let, let's see if anything needs washed or ironed. So, it's, so we don't have any of that stress in the morning. Well, this was the only child who didn't, thus obviously stressed out about it, can't find anything. When this child was taking a shower the night before, forgot to wash their hair. <laughs> so their hair was, it was just a disaster. Everything. My hair doesn't look good. I don't like my clothes. Didn't want to go to church. Finally, we get to church, relate. Said child who comes to church really does not want to be there. So honestly, kind of out of spite, I'm just like, fine, I'll drive you home. So I leave church. Because they kept saying, I just want to go home. Yeah. I don't want to be here. But I wasn't, I wish I could say I was doing it in service to my child to take them home from church. <laughs> but I was just kind of like, whatever. So I drive, drive this particular child home, drop, drop them off. I go back to church and this is the part where, you know, I probably would probably rather not admit it, but I was on my phone on Instagram in the middle of church, but I see that post from this person I'm talking about who's coming out and publicly acknowledging their faults and their mistakes and, and like they would trade anything to be a better parent. And that post actually motivated me to then because I was just going to leave this particular child at home for all of church and then probably come home mad at them and have a big talk and have a big lesson. And something about that post, just like, no, the most important thing you can do is just right now is be a good dad and love your child and spend time with them. And so I went, I came, I drove home and during the middle of church, during the middle of church, I didn't tell Melissa or anything and just got up, drove home. And I just walked in the door and I said, and this, uh, this, you know, this particular child heard me come in the house. They came into the, into the kind of the front living room. I just gave them a big hug and just said, Hey, I love you. I really would rather you be at church with us if you want to be. And I'll help you look for some clothes and help you with your hair. And and then we had this really cool talk. And anyways, they came to church with me and seemed like they had a great day. And we didn't, we avoided any big lesson or being mad. But I think that was the big lesson. 
Like it didn't need to be a big lecture. Like that was the big lesson. Yeah. So that whole, all of that had me thinking about all this. Yeah. Like, man, am, am I a good dad? What makes a good dad? How can we be a, be a better dad? And I, so that's what led to this conversation. And I wasn't surprised that the answer was consistently was time. But I guess I was just reinforced in a reminder. And I can't tell you the number of really uber successful people I've talked to who that, that's a struggle. Like, And they sometimes feel caught in this trap of continuing to be successful, continuing to grow whatever it is they have, while also bouncing that and reconciling that with showing up just as powerfully in your home. And I've not seen a whole lot of people do it well. I know there people are, I'm sure there's people who are out there, but I personally have a huge issue. If you know me, you'll not be surprised at this, but I just have this issue with so many online like gurus and thought leaders on social media who do have families who portray this life that just quite frankly is fake and it isn't real. And sure, they're making tons of money and having all the success, but most times they're like miserable in their lives and they're not present as husbands and fathers, wives, mothers. And I'm not saying that has to be the case. You can do both. I just think it's really, it's really tough. Like you, you've got to really be intentional about what what's important to you. And I'm getting a little off topic from the original because I think Melissa's thought behind this whole thing was this could be a really cool conversation to have with your children. What makes a good mom? What makes a good dad? In their opinion. No, I don't. I don't think you're off topic. I think it, the conversation's going where it exactly as it should, but it just makes me think, well, we had this experience this week. Um, it was kind of a joke, but it, it kind of had to do with this, this, what we're talking about. Chris was like leaving to go to a meeting, which he hasn't, I feel like you haven't left the house to go to meetings in a really long time. This is kind of like a newer. (laughs) Well, a whole year in Hawaii, I never left anywhere to go to a meeting. I'd go like eat lunch with someone once in a while for just a friend, but you're right. Like, all my meetings are done on zoom or just calls. Yeah. So there was a time this past week where he was, I don't even remember the exact context, but Chris was leaving the house and he was like, Hey, I gotta, um, I gotta go to a meeting. Gotta go put, I gotta go put uh, food on the table. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm not used to him leaving either. Cause I love hanging out with Chris. And so I'm always like, no, stay here, <laughs> stay here with me. I'm like, I'm like, truthfully, this meeting is not going to put money on our table. Like we already are not going to put food on our table. Like, but it just had me thinking like there, I feel like there comes a point when it's like, okay, this is no longer like, I don't know. Like, when do you find that balance of, okay, this is putting food on our table. Like I need to hustle and grind and do this. And when it's more like, okay, no, like I need to actually step back and be in the family more or be do whatever, whatever more, you know, at at home with my wife or my kids or my spouse, whatever. Um, but yeah, so there's that question a, and then B it's, I can see why there's like, (laughs) when I think back on the last like 24 hours, just in our house, there's nothing like flashy or sexy or cool (laughs) really that has happened here in the last 24 hours i can see why you want to project like wow like look at look at how cool my life is because honestly it's like there's been a lot of like fighting like the kids have 
been fighting. We just got two bunnies for Ivy's birthday. They've been fighting over the bunnies. Still don't know if that was the best decision <laughs> or the worst decision, but they are so cute. The bunnies are so cute. Moose and peanut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they've been fighting over the bunnies and we've been trying to still get into this routine with our kids and chores since we moved, you know, balancing the new responsibilities in this new house there's more bathrooms than there used to be so it's like who's cleaning what bathrooms like there's nothing flashy about any of that like i'm not posting like hey the kids are fighting over the bathroom duties today you know what i mean totally and we've talked about this before but i can actually see why and i've experienced it why it's so tempting to pour into your work or into your business or a hobby more than your family because it can be more fulfilling it really can. I'm not saying long-term more fulfilling, but look, would you rather spend 24 hours in the life that Melissa just described? Or would you rather spend 24 hours, the last 24 hours working in your business, really feeling accomplished, making progress, making a sale, like serving a client, serving a customer or in a hobby or the place you work, knowing that you're like recognized for it, making a difference. I'm not saying that always happens, but I can just see how you can feel more fulfilled outside of your home pretty easily. You can be recognized sometimes more quickly, more often. You can experience like instant gratification. And so I think that's, yeah, I think there's something really profound about that and realizing that it's not always, but we know that in life, like the most difficult, challenging things are often the most rewarding. Like I think it's it's supposed to be that way in some sense. Not that life can't be fulfilling and amazing, but I do think, and I've said this before, in your family, you will experience the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like in the dynamics of a family, you will, it, it can be the greatest source of inspiration, joy, happiness, connection. It can also be the greatest source of guilt and shame and like trauma and challenge. All of that's at play inside of a family. Totally. And what would you say about my earlier thought? I'd love to get your response to that. Food mm -hmm. on the table? Yes, that one. I think it's a really great point. And I did just joke with melissa yeah it was all a joke but it did have me like yeah think. and and by the way I, I also want to say i think i'm sensitive to saying like i respect the mom and the dad the parents or the single parent who's like working two or three jobs who's like doing everything they can to like provide for their family and give every, you know like that is like so i would never want someone to feel like oh should i feel guilty or shameful or like i'm not a good parent because i don't get to spend as much time as others i don't think it's a comparison absolutely your your children recognize the sacrifice you're making, whether now or later. I've never heard a child, whether it was younger or later in life, who didn't recognize and acknowledge the sacrifice their parents had made and worked hard and spent what time they could with them, you know. And look, let's face it, I, I get to spend a lot of time at home because I work from home, but I can be here and not actually be spending time with my family if I'm not careful. I think there's sometimes people who work two jobs and get to see their children for a night, one hour at night and on the weekends who actually spend more quality time than maybe... I might because they don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So I just. No, that's. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I just wanted to share that. Um, this idea of like, yeah, I got to go put food on the table. It's like, but when, when is it enough food? Or when is it like. In, in, in excess, like I'm trying to think of the gluttony, right? Like, around, like using the food mm -hmm. terminology. I also think it's kind of like when you sit down for a meal, like how much food is enough for you at that meal versus now I'm just like. You know, and I think this idea of like sufficient for your needs, like, and there's this fine line though, because there's nothing wrong with wanting more. There's nothing wrong with wanting 
nice things. And, but I think for every family, it's so individual, but I think every family should really sit back and decide like, how do we define success as a family? And what is the lifestyle we really want to live? And then let that hold you accountable so that it doesn't get carried away. Cause look for some families, like success for them is like, and, and, and the lifestyle they want is multiple homes and multiple locations and a private jet that would get them there. And like, and then, and as long as they as a family know the sacrifices that will be made to get there and the cost of that, they're willing to sign up for it. Great. And if another family is like, man, what success looks like for us and what the lifestyle we want is we want to be home every single night together as a family eating dinner. We don't really want to be away from each other that much ever. And we want to go on like one really, really nice summer vacation a year. And we know the kind of house we want to live in, the kind of cars we want to drive. And like, that's success to us. That's a lifestyle. It's like, well, then they could be really accountable to that. Mm-hmm. But it's so freaking hard to have your definition of success not be influenced by others when you see what they have or what they're doing and you compare yourself. I also think that the what we talked about on my Turning 40 podcast, the difference between success and significance. Yeah. Is also having like, well, what is it? What would a life of significance look like for our family? But yeah, that's a question I ask myself often when I'm in pursuit of more in my business. Like, what's it all for? Because because at some point in time, it comes to a place where it's like, well, I'm not doing it because I don't have enough. <laughs> I Well, so, so let's talk about that. Sometimes there is, right? Like we don't have enough. And we've been there before. Like we don't have enough to feel comfortable, to feel secure, to feel safe. I'm talking financially, right? Yeah. Or food. Like it's literally... Putting food on the table. Yeah, literally putting food on the table. But once you pass that point of, okay, we're putting food on the table, we're paying our bills, we're getting ahead, then I think it is a really good, useful question. It's like, what's this all for? Not to say you would stop, because maybe at that point you're like, well, the reason I'm the reason I'm doing it now though is for impact. I'm not doing it for more for me, I'm doing it for more for others. And I will say though, with caution, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who truly I, I truly believe they're doing it for impact. They're doing it to make a bigger difference for others. And they're, they're, yeah, they're so focused on making an impact for others that their own family and their own children are falling apart right under the roof of their own home. All in the name of impact. What do you think brings it back to the original question, which is how do asking your kids like, Hey, how, how can I be a good dad or a good mom or who are other dads you see out there that you think are doing a good job? Yeah. And I think it's easy to justify like, but when you're doing it for success, right? Even if they're not, and I, there's nothing in me that's saying that's wrong. Like all of us pursue success, but when you're doing it for success, one of the things I hear a lot of from some of our clients is like, well, I'm doing this all for my family, right? Like I'm building this empire, this legacy, we have all this money, generations of family won't have to worry about money. And I sometimes question them. Like, and I'll ask them, I'll say, are you sure? Like you really doing that for your family? Because if we asked your family, would they want you working 70, 80 hours a week and not really ever being around so that some generations from now will be taken care of? Or would they rather you still kill it, right? You still crush it, but maybe you work 40 hours a week or 30 and you're around, you know? So I think we just have to question these things we tell ourselves like, oh, I'm doing it for my family. And then again, the same thing with the significance. I think sometimes when you're doing it for significance, meaning I'm not driven by money anymore, I'm just driven by impact. It's a little more, it's easier to justify it because you're like, well, I'm doing it for good reasons. But again, like 
I've seen some of the most purpose-driven entrepreneurs with the biggest hearts, some of the biggest philanthropists that literally are responsible for donating or raising millions and millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars for like good causes who don't, aren't connected to their own children. It's just like, yeah, so time. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that there's anything our children will value more someday than the time we spent with them. And I know that's something that I think every parent is always trying to balance. Like, like we've been talking about this whole episode, even for me the other day, Chip was writing a note. It was around Valentine's day and he was writing a note to Chris and I, like this cute little first grader note, like, thanks for being my parents. You're my best parents. (laughs) You are my best parents. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, he had this whole list of things that thanks dad for doing this and this and this. Chris is always yet like, yes, I will go jump on the trampoline. Yes, I will throw the baseball. Yes, I will do anything you're asking me to. And I'm usually more like, it's a little too cold outside right now. Or, hey, I'm in the middle of dinner. Or, I don't know, more than I probably would want to be. Because when he was writing that note, he was like, hey, mom, what do you what do you do with me again? And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, like he doesn't. I told Chris I haven't cried on the podcast in a while. <laughs> it's time for a good cry. It's time for a good cry. Um, but it just had me think like, oh, shoot, like, what am I even doing? <laughs> you know, so here you go. Thought to leave you with, I guess. And the translation of that, if you guys want to know the truth, is Melissa actually just is way more responsible and does way more stuff. <laughs> so she, I have more time to go probably do that stuff because Melissa is doing things that but you spend a lot of time with our kids. You're awesome. But I, I, this is a good reminder though. It's like time, like time doing the things that they value in their, you know, in the middle of their throwing the baseball or playing the games or, you know, the things that are really important to them. That's where I think it really makes the biggest difference and impact for them. And it's going to be different, you know, for our preschooler versus for our, almost 15 year old that's going to look completely different but the same idea of time yes and you might be listening thinking i'm actually trying to spend less time with my kids like <laughs> i need to get some me time like i need i totally totally get that like there's nights where i would trade like i don't know a super bowl trophy for my kids just to go to bed <laughs> like i just need some time away from you um <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) And I think though, that is why though, it is so critical as couples that we are going on a weekly date, just the two of us. It's it's so critical that you're getting on like a getaway, even if it's just for the day or simple overnight or away from your children. Like I think in order for us to truly have the desire to spend time with our children and pour into them, we got to have time away from them. And that time away can't be guilty. Like you've got to have time where you can go invest in something you want to do every day. And And fill, yeah, fill your, it's cliche to say, but fill your cup. Totally. I guess we'll leave it. I'll leave it at that for this week. I don't know. It was a cool conversation we had with the kids. If your family would, if your kids would answer that question, I would recommend you totally do it this week. Just ask them like, hey, who are some good moms or dads that you know what do you think makes them a good a good parent it was a super good conversation for us okay we'll see you guys next week bye thank you so much for listening to the family brand podcast to say thank you we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you 
You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.